In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Esther chapter 9, verses 23 through 28, where I'll answer the question, how is Esther best summarized? Esther 9, verses 23 through 28 says, So the Jews accepted what they had started to do, and what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman, the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast pure, that is, lots, to crush and to destroy them. But when it came before the king, he gave orders in writing that his evil plan, which he had devised against the Jews, should return on its own head and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore they called these days Purim, after the term pure. Therefore, because of all that was written in this letter, and of what they had faced in this matter, and of what had happened to them, the Jews firmly bound themselves and their offspring, and all who joined them, that without fail they would keep these two days according to what was written, and at the time appointed every year that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, in every clan, province, and city, and that these days of Purim should never fall into disuse among the Jews, nor should the commemoration of these days cease among their descendants. The book of Esther is one of those tricky books. It's tricky because God is not mentioned in the book at all. And isn't that a little bit odd for a book of the Bible not to have any mention of the Lord in there? But he isn't there, but he underlies the entire story. Because here, in this epic tale of murder and revenge and intrigue, is the Lord's purposes for his people being worked out using everyday sorts of means. Well, here in Esther chapter 9, verses 23 through 28, we learn how the book of Esther is best summarized. Thought number one, murder plots. There's a murder plot that's going through the entire story, and that murder plot is this. Haman, the Agagite, hates the Jews and wants to murder specifically Mordecai, but as many Jews as he can possibly kill. He wants the entire race to be utterly destroyed because he's a proud man, because he thinks he should be honored, because Mordecai didn't honor him in the way that he felt he should be celebrated. And it's a murder plot that takes place. He devises a scheme to allow himself and others to kill as many Jews as possible. And this is a part of his deep-rooted hatred for these people. But the Lord, I believe, is working out his purposes even in this great plot so that the Jewish people would know that God cares for them. Thought number two, plot foiled. The murder plot that Haman has instituted ultimately falls apart. It turns on its head, and he is hung on the gallows that he had set up for his mortal enemy, Mordecai. The plot is foiled by the Jewish queen, Esther, going in and pleading on behalf of her people. This plot is foiled because the Lord had placed Esther in just that position to save the people of Israel from this great destruction that was coming for them. And isn't it amazing that the Lord works in these ways? Esther, who was in the harem, who was made the queen of the entire nation, is able to go before King Ahasuerus and put a stop to this great plot. And all because of the great love that God has for his people. I don't think we should be surprised at all that Esther is able to save all of these folks. I don't think we should be shocked at all because the Lord 
is providing and caring for his people all throughout the text of scripture and does so both miraculously and through ordinary means on a regular basis. Thought number three, celebration. There is a command of celebration and the command gets sent out all throughout the land so that all of the Jewish people, no matter where they were, were to participate in the celebration of what had taken place. This great murder plot, not just a murder plot, but a genocide plot, is foiled and turned on its head so that way the people of Israel are able to survive while their enemies are mounting up against them. So they need to remember this. They need to remember this great and wondrous victory that they had experienced where their enemies were put low and they were saved from a destruction that was definitely coming for them. So they need to celebrate. They need to celebrate every single year for two days this wondrous salvation that they had received because they trust that as they remember it, that they will continue to have faith in the great God who cares for them, who has set them apart from all of the other peoples so that his purposes might ultimately be fulfilled in the world. Esther is a beautiful picture of how God works providentially to bring about his purposes in the world in spite of the wicked actions of people like Haman. We should trust in him regardless of our circumstances. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Esther, chapter 6 through 10. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.